Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning our Lord encounters quite a sight. Coming into a city with his disciples, coming forth from the city is a large crowd. For they are carrying amongst them the only child of a widow who has passed. And there is much weeping, lamentation. And the scriptures tell us that our Lord, in seeing the mother, had compassion on her and tells her, do not weep. This image of our Lord seeing the consequences of the chaos of sin, of death, and the ruin that it brings to us is moved to compassion and gives a strong word to one weeping. Do not weep. This would be Insanity if we did not know who this was. Can you imagine somebody just stopping a funeral procession and saying, Stop weeping. What are you doing? Just stop. Do not weep. But this is, of course, the Good Shepherd. This is the one who came from the heavens, who became one of us, who walked with us, who wept like one of us. This is the one who commands, do not weep. For this is the good shepherd who has come not just to walk among us, but who delved into the very depth of that chaos, that death that he encounters this morning. Our Lord in the gospel telling the Jews who are all in the gospel of John who are all, uh, let's say, flustered, confused, angry after the healing of the man born blind. He tells the Pharisees and those who would hear him, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Our Lord is the good shepherd. The one who descended into the very depth of our lives and all of its chaos, even its death. And he has presented to us the path upward because the descent of our Lord into that death and chaos was to not just stay there. He's present with us in all of that, but to take us as we know from the harrowing of Hades to take us 
if not by the hand, but by the wrist, so that we don't let go, but he's got a hold of us, and he pulls us out of it. Because he is the door. Anyone entering into that verdant pasture, that green pasture, where we are safe, where we have walked into salvation, it's because he has come down and grabbed us by the scruff of the neck and pulled us up towards him. This door, this entrance into salvation, this is the only true path. As the Gospel of John tells us, he is the way, the truth, and the life. There is, uh, if you were to go back and think about sheep and shepherds, and this is a theme throughout scriptures, not just the Old Testament, but throughout the New Testament. God as the shepherd and Israel or the new Israel, the church, as the sheep. And what you have in this great relationship between the shepherd and the sheep is at night, of course, is the great danger. Because this is where, as anyone who's tried to have chickens or anything like that, knows there's all sorts of uh, critters out there looking to get in, to kill, to destroy, maybe not even eat, but just leave feathers everywhere. So what we had in the ancient world was the shepherd, he'd have his pin, he would sleep there in the doorway so that he's literally kind of the door. You, if, in order for the sheep to get out and something to get in, they have to go through him, by him. So we have in this image of the door and the shepherd the same. The one who secures our life, who leads us, guides us, because he does not come and just grab us by the scruff of the neck, whether we want to or not, but whether we have submitted ourselves to him, whether we see that he is going to guide us into that green pasture, whether he is going to give us abundant life, not just life, but abundant life. And this is an abundant life, not because he takes away from us things that are hard, but that he gives us himself. He infuses all of our reality with the divine. That what we do here has infinite eternal significance. And it's this relationship that we have with the shepherd who has come into our midst, who has saved us from being on our own, because there's nothing more dangerous to a sheep than to just be uh, going around bleeding on your own. You are got a target on your back. But that this shepherd is not just indiscriminately like it's just a big old flock of sheep. But that every single one of those sheep, he knows the name. And he, as the parable tells us, if one is lost, one is not in the pen, he's going to go out and he's going to find. Because he knows that sheep by its name. And the sheep know him. The sheep know him. They know the way that he talks, the way that he walks, the way that he holds his staff. They know probably the way he smells even, right? Because our Lord tells us 
in the Gospel of John that they know my voice. They know me. And that is exactly how the shepherd leads and takes care of the flock. We have in the Good Shepherd, of course, our Lord's concern in telling us the sheep that there's not just the shepherd and that's it in this picture. There is the thief and the hireling. Our Lord tells us that there are thieves who want to come in amongst the flock to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If that's not bad enough, there's also hirelings. Those who our Lord has put in charge are asked, right? Because you have the shepherd and the shepherd can't always be with the flock or he has too, too big of a flock or too much. And so there might be a hireling that is added on. Now, in and of itself, a hireling is not bad. We're used to this passage and we think hireling and we think bad, right? Equals to thief. But hireling is just somebody who's hired on to help. It's not his sheep. This is like, you know, if you go to any fast food joint down the place, <laughs> down the turnpike, and you're concerned, they, I don't know about you guys, but the quality of service in the past decade, have you noticed? <laughs> because why do they care? They're getting day, you know, hourly pay. They're not in charge of it. They don't own the institution. So this is what the hireling is like. He doesn't own the sheep. He sees the wolf coming. He's like, this is extra work. <laughs> it's time to get out of here. I'm not paid enough for this. And he flees. And what happens? The wolf enters into the flock, catches sheep and scatters them, steals, kills, and destroys our Lord is concerned for, of course, false teachers and, I will say, clergy within even the Orthodox Church. So there's attacks from without and attacks from within who distort who Christ is and what the kingdom is. And I especially want to give a word to the catechumens that the internet is full of all sorts of stuff that might have the imprint of orthodoxy or something like orthodoxy or orthodox adjacent type stuff. But you need to discern. You need to be careful. You need to remember the voice. And if you don't and aren't able to discern the voice of the good shepherd to listen to your local shepherd who knows you, who can help guide you. This isn't just for catechumens, of course. This is for all of us. The reason why we have the reading for the Good Shepherd is because of St. Tikhon, Patriarch of Moscow and Enlightener of North America, who is one of the great bishops in the Orthodox Church here in North America before, uh, we'll say, there was multiple jurisdictions. It was... <coughs> Tikhon in charge with a few other bishops here in North America. And as you go throughout his essays and sermons, 
You can tell he goes to a place and he is encouraging them, telling them, stay true to the Orthodox faith. He's talking especially to immigrants at the time, those who are coming from Russia, from Serbia, from Arab lands, Lebanon, Syria, or the former Ottoman Empire. And he's telling them and exhorting them, stick to what the spiritual fathers and what the church teaches. And because you're in North America, it doesn't mean let go of the truth and praxis of orthodoxy. But listen to the voice of your shepherd and attend. There is, of course, another type of thief who wants to come in. And I think this is possibly more challenging for us. And this is the demonic assault that fills our minds and our hearts with all sorts of doubts. Christ is not the good shepherd. Christ is not who he says who he is. Or, I cannot be loved. I cannot be accepted. I cannot, and I'm not a part of this flock because of X, Y, and Z. But listen to the voice of the good shepherd. Because the thief and the wolves, they rob us of the abundant life in Christ. They take our rest. They steal our green pasture. Of course, I can't help because as a child, I had committed to memory Psalm 23, right? You can't talk about the good shepherd, at least to me, and not think about Psalm 23. That as we submit to the shepherd and find our rest in the good shepherd, this is the psalm that we can have on our lips and in our heart. And I encourage you, if you do not have this psalm, this is one of those manageable psalms that you can memorize. I'm not talking about Psalm 118 here. I'm talking about Psalm 23. To commit this to memory, I still have the King James committed to memory because that's what I had growing up. But hear the words of the psalmist, of David the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, because he has given me everything that I need. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He has given me a safe place. He has given me his peace. He leads me. Notice this. He makes me. He leads me. It's not just me on my own, but the Lord who is my shepherd with me. Shepherding, shepherding, <laughs> shepherding me. <laughs> he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. There is nowhere else that we can find restoration, true peace outside of Jesus Christ. And in that peace, those pastures, those still waters require and ask of us to walk in the paths of righteousness. And he will lead us there if we hear his voice, if we attend to his voice. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Walking through the shadow of death, walking through the valleys of life, because we have the hills and the valleys, we will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Because he's with me. His rod and his staff are with me. Now, let's be clear about rods and staffs here. What do you think a rod and a staff is, uh, what a shepherd uses that for? Is it just a walking stick? <laughs> right? You have defense and you have herding. Because what are sheep doing? Have you ever been around sheep before? They're aimless, right? They're just kind of wandering around. Does that sound... I, I wonder why God <laughs> applied this to us. God himself, with that crook, with that staff, guides us. That means that crook of that is going to ground our neck sometimes and we're going to get pulled back into the fold so that we are safe. If you read St. Tikhon's sermons, you can tell that he used this exact tactic. There's times to save one as, as if by fire, scriptures tell us, right? There's times where the shepherd is going to have to say something hard, true, that the sheep maybe don't want to hear, but it's exactly what we need because we're in the valley of the shadow of death and we need to be held by the good shepherd. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Again, Christ, the one who destroys death, who leads us through the valley of the shadow of death, prepares a table in the presence of enemies. Not that he's invited them to this table, but the reality is, as we come around this altar, this table, and this is how the fathers interpret this psalm. After we have been anointed with the oil of chrism, with royalty, returned to our place, right? Divinely found and brought back to our place to sit at the table where the cup runs over. That this is done in the presence of enemies. He gives us the love, peace, and meaning that we need to suffer this evil that we are surrounded with, with love. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We are guaranteed the salvation and eternity that Christ offers us if we walk through that door, through him, if we submit to the good shepherd, if we find rest in him. So this week, I encourage you, if you do not have Psalm 23 memorized, memorize it. Commit it to repetition. Sit with some of the verses. Let it imprint upon your heart the Good Shepherd. If he needs to hold you and take you out of the pits of darkness, then let him pick you up, put you on his shoulders, and take you out of it. But you have to turn to him. 
Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you, brothers and sisters, complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.